1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: All right, welcome into the Lake Show here. News Talk 830 WCCO. Jonathan Lowe is producing tonight. Happy to have j Lowe in the building and hanging out with me in studio until 9 o'clock. And I'm more so happy to have all of you out there listening to us here on The Good Neighbor. I'm so excited for Christmas, which is up next Monday. Excited because I have a cousin that's coming to town from Atlanta. I have my sister coming to town from L.A. And everybody loves the holiday season, right? You have to. And you're going to be with your family I just enjoy all of this stuff. I got the next couple of days off. The rest of this week, I have off. Well, with Christmas being next Monday, there's something that people have been talking about, and it's, you know, the white Christmas. Let me be clear on this. I don't need snow on the ground for me to get into the Christmas spirit. I don't. It's not going to change how I evaluate my Christmas with family and friends. But something that I am a strong believer in is that little kids should be able to believe in Santa Claus. That is a tradition that I think that every kid should have. It just seems right. And I bring this up because I was talking to a guy yesterday that said that he doesn't promote Santa Claus to his kids. He has a son and he has a daughter. And they're both elementary aged and he and his wife, they don't believe in promoting the myth of Santa Claus to their kids. I feel that's wrong. I really do. I feel that that is wrong. This resulted in the kids. They they went to school and they said to their classmates that Santa Claus isn't real. What? That's wrong. Don't ruin the myth of Santa Claus for everybody. I really feel like you are doing your kids a disservice by not playing along. And 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 I'm not joking. I'm not playing around. I'm being being honest and authentic when I say that. You're doing your kids a disservice by not playing along. He said to me that he wasn't going to lie to his kids, which – I get what he's saying, but I disagree with this action. CCO talking text line, 651-461-9226. What do you guys think about this? Do you think that the moms and dads should play along and promote Santa Claus to their kids? And I know that everybody's going to have a different perspective on it, but that's my perspective. Play along. It's isn't that part of being a kid? I say that that's part of being a kid. We 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 talk about make believe stuff. That's just part of being a child. When you're playing with your toys and wanting to believe in Santa Claus or whoever. When you're a little kid and you want to go to Disneyland or whatever, the 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 places are that you go to 651 461 9226 i think it's wrong that this that this gentleman and his wife that they're um uh, that they're telling their kids that you know santa claus is not real it's kind of ruining a the experience of being a kid but what do you guys think and also at what age did you break the news to your kids that santa isn't real Because I saw an article from the Delaware News Journal, the headline, when do children stop believing in Santa Claus? And according to a survey done, 48% of children stop believing in Santa Claus between the ages of 7 to 10 years old. Seven to – ten. look, you. there's no way that there are 10-year-olds out there that believe in Santa Claus. Like, you, the, the thought or the myth about Santa is long gone before you arrive at 10 years old, right? Like, that's way too late in the game to be breaking it to your kids that Santa isn't real. 10? Ten? 10 years old? I'm trying to think, when did I when did I know that Santa wasn't a thing? It definitely wasn't 10. It definitely wasn't 10. I I can't remember what age. It definitely wasn't 10. It was I was in college at 17. So it definitely wasn't 10. 651 461 9226. But do you think that it's wrong? Do you think that part of being a kid and growing up is that you are given the myth of Santa Claus? And part of Christmas, with the tradition, is going to see Santa, taking the picture with Santa, believing that there's somebody out there, this jolly guy is going to come in the chimney and, and drop off your that you're going to leave the cookies and milk for mom and dad to eat. But do you think it's you're leaving it for Santa? I, I think that that's a cool thing. What do you make of it? Let's start with the Jeff in Salt Rabbit. What you got, Jeff? Henry, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you?
3: Wonderful. Glad to hear it. Um, we'll start out with the snow. You mentioned that briefly. Uh, we don't need snow. They've had thank you Christmas in. They've had Christmas in Florida, Arizona, you name it. They don't need snow. You know, I've got a friend that uh, used to live in New Mexico. And when his kids were little, Santa Claus would show up on a Harley Davidson with Mrs. Claus in a sidecar. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) But anyway, uh, you're going to let them believe in Santa? Of course, you're going to encourage it. Yes. Nothing wrong with stimulating a child's uh, uh, imagination. Give them some excitement. Why and, not? What's and, it hurt? Thank you. I, it, sooner and, later, and, and you are going exactly
2: where I'm going, Jeff, in terms of stimulating yeah. the imagination of a child.
3: Like like It's exciting. It, it is exciting. You can't beat that. What, I I remember my excitement, you know.
2: What do you think what do you What do you think about the kids going to school and and telling all the other children, you know, hey, you know, saying ain't real? I mean, it comes across as being spirited at this point. And I'm not not saying that the kid's meant to be mean, but it just kind of ruins it.
3: I know, but you can't help that. And I was just going to say, sooner or later, some twerp in the seventh grade is going to tell them there ain't no Santa Claus. (laughs) Oh, you you should know before middle school. That's part of life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe even the fifth grade. I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm with you. uh, Yep. Let them enjoy it while they can.
2: Yep. Hey, thanks for the phone call from uh, Jeff and Sark Rabbids. I I agree with that, man. I'm dead serious. Maybe Michael Jackson should have been allowed to to be more of a kid and enjoy Santa Claus and the tradition of Christmas. Then maybe he wouldn't have had to do Never Neverland or whatever they called it. Was that the the name of his place, Never Neverland or whatever? I think it was Neverland Ranch. Neverland Ranch, okay. Man. I, I just, I don't know, man. I look at it, and it, it, is, it is disappointing that adults feel the need to where they won't allow kids to be kids. Like, I get it. There's, they're, because they're kids. They, they shouldn't have to be in this mode where you can't have an imagination. You can't play along. You can't do certain things. Part of the tradition of Christmas is that you are able to 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 have your your kids play along and enjoy this particular tradition? The text line uh, from the nine five two. I agree with you. With all the anxiety and depression affecting young children, they need the joy of Santa more than ever. This from the six one two. Henry, amen. Let kids believe in something good. Adulthood is overrated. And then uh, from the 651, <laughs> please be careful when you are talking about not believing in Santa during the hours that the radio could be on and households and kids could overhear this conversation. Um, it's a talker on the radio. I'm sorry. If if, if, you're, if your mom and dad with your toddler listen to CCO, you might want to turn the channel at least for the first 15 to 20 minutes. But uh, we'll take a brief pause, come back. I know other people want to weigh in on this topic. We will do that next year. As part of being a kid. I mean, come on now. You're probably going to give them gifts, right? You're going to celebrate Christmas, right? And I know that Christmas isn't supposed to be about gifts. But still, let them be a kid. 651-461-9226. At what age did you break the news to your kids that Santa isn't real? Do you think it's wrong for this gentleman that I said to him, I said, let your kids be kids? And he says, no, I don't, we don't, me and my wife, we're we're not going to lie to our kids. We're not going to promote the myth of Santa Claus. Let's go to Betty in Stillwater. How you doing, Betty?
0: Hey, not too bad. And thank you for taking my call. Um, my kids did believe in Santa Claus for a long time. I never told them, except the kids in their classrooms. But a funny story happened is uh, my parents live up north. So it was Christmas. We took everybody up north. There were no colors nothing under my tree nothing when we got home there were half-eaten cookies on the table there was spilt milk there was presents under the tree and my kids couldn't figure out how i did it
2: (laughs) so hold on hold on help me with the hold on help me with this betty so 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 now so now you never there was never a cutoff or you never explained to them the whole ordeal with santa claus at what particular age did they find out on their own
0: um, I think they were still questioning how I did that trick <laughs> <laughs> because they were, were just getting into their teens, you know. So I thought it was hysterical, and I just finally told them about five years ago. Whoa, 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 hold on. Their...
2: Whoa, whoa, hold on, Betty. Did you say in their teens?
0: Yes, <laughs> and they couldn't figure it out. But I just told them here about five years ago that their Aunt Claire, my, my sister-in-law, had the key to my house. All the presents were at my mother-in-law's. So she went and did it, and she put sleigh tracks in the front yard like, and hoof prints. if like, it really happened. Oh, I mean, my, my kids were flamboozled. Like, they didn't know what was going on.
2: <laughs> oh, my <laughs> goodness. Well, it's a
0: fun I, thing to do, I, you
2: know. I, yeah, yeah, and, and thanks to the phone call from Betty and Stillwater. I truly do appreciate it. That's a great story. Look, look, she played along and she did it well. She had them um, totally fooled, which I think is awesome. Like that's, they, you know, they were, they 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 were able to to really enjoy it uh, with their childhood. Let's go to Mike in Minneapolis. How you doing, Mike? Hey.
5: Um, I always, your topic made me think of the the Christmas song where, um, the night before Christmas, the line where they say, and laying a finger aside of his nose and that, and with a nod up the chimney, he rose and that, that gesture, when you, you tap your nose, it's like, I've got a little secret to tell you, you know, and Mm -hmm. to me, it's kind of like, that's okay. That's it's it's a secret you know and and everybody keeps the secret from the kid until they're old enough you know and, and and but it's it's all you know it's just it's in fun it's a rite of passage it's it's something that gives the kid hope and joy and I, you know i don't see any harm in it at all and and,
2: and you're right mike you're, you're 100% right like it it gives the kids something to look forward to and i know that people will make fun of the of the the you know you've been naughty or nice, but it does too, also teach them the lesson about being good kids, right?
5: Oh, absolutely. And we have we have all kinds of, of folk tales about you know good children and bad children and, and the consequences, you know and 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 I think this is a pretty benign one <laughs> compared to some of them. Yeah. And and you know and in my case when I when I found out, like a lot of kids, it's like some older kid you know, being a jerk, you know, wants to be mean and goes, Hey, there's no Santa Claus just, you know, to be mean to you or whatever. And, 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 and then the kid, and if the parents are lucky, that's what happens. Cause then, then the kid goes back to them and verifies it with them. You know, they don't have to actually break the news to the kid yep. and and then they can, they, and they get to explain to them. Yeah, well, here's the deal. And, and then they can comfort the kid in their loss.
2: And the way that the way that I look at it, Mike, too, and and then I'll let you uh, weigh in and and finish off the uh, the phone call is that when I look at this situation with Santa Claus and the tradition of it all, whatever, like I think it's a cool thing. It's a part of being a kid. The same way that remember when the kid um, um, loses their first tooth, right, and you have the tooth fairy, like that's a cool thing. It's a fun thing to do with your kid too.
5: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know and. And there's a Christmas poem that I I remember from years ago, and I I don't remember the whole thing, but but the the end of it was that um, said that um, uh, Santa Claus and his wife have no children, but God is single and has a son. Go Mm. figure.
2: Mm. Hey, thanks for the phone call. I I truly do appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Yep, Merry Christmas to you as well. Happy holidays to Mike in Minneapolis. A couple of texts before we get to some more phone calls here in a second. Um, from the 651, yes, keep the spirit alive. Do not tell children there is no Santa. I never told my now-grown kids there was no Santa. There was always some brat telling the other kids there is no Santa. Uh, this from the 763, Henry, one of the beautiful joys is watching my younger sister of eight years younger show the, uh, show the joy of Christmas, thinking of Santa teaches you appreciate, uh, appreciate, appreciation um, other people having happiness. Uh, this from the six five one. I'm with you, Henry. It's magical. Let them have fun. Plus, we lie to our kids all the time. I never actually had my kids nose, but they thought I did. Uh, back to the phones. Let's go to Tim in Mankato. How you doing, Tim?
5: Yeah, Henry. You know, kids. Kids are are the
3: meanest individuals there are. <laughs> People, you. Know, they are. I'm serious. You get a nine year old kid. No, they're going to Santa Claus. I'm this old kindergarten kid. Oh, yeah, you know, and that, 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 the the older kids spoil it for the little ones. Yeah. Let kids be kids. Yep. That's. The plain simple
2: thing. What, what, but, what, what do you, you know, what, what, what do you think about the parents though here? Because it's hard. It's kind of hard for me to blame necessarily the kids because they're getting it from their parents. I just think that you know when you're stealing other kids' joy and you know it's a tradition that everybody for the most part honors. Whether you think it's the right thing or wrong thing or whatever, right? I just think it's kind of wrong to steal the joy from other children by by not having that be the be the case.
3: Yeah. I believe that. I believe that. But do you know who the best Santa Clauses are in the whole world? Who? The best Santa Claus in the whole world are the United States Marines with the Toys for Tots.
2: Oh, Toys for Tots. Are,
3: they're the best Santa Clauses, hands down.
2: I, I love Toys for Tots. Thanks for the phone call from, from Tim in Mankato. 651-461-9226. Let's take a phone call from Clark in St. Paul. How you doing, Clark?
3: Hey, league, I just got a little funny kid Santa story here. <laughs> okay, okay. We told our kids, so I didn't want a lot of my kids. So I said, "Here's the deal, kids: Santa's not real, but we all pretend he's real because it's really fun and we like it, and everybody's in on it." And what they said to me was like, "No, that's not true. You're wrong." <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they just they want to believe in Santa. This is the conclusion I came to. Then they they totally didn't believe me, and I was like, "Well, all right." You
2: know, like. hey, hey clock, you know why they believe that there was a Santa Claus? No, B- because they saw Santa. They saw Santa. <laughs> they saw him. They All saw him. All over the place. Oh, 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 exactly. Right. Hey, thanks for the phone call, Clark, man. I appreciate exactly. it. All right. 651-461-9226. Uh, this from the text line. I bet those parents that won't play along with the Santa Claus gig are really fun parties. I don't want to hang with them. That's yeah. That that was no fun. Uh, Santa isn't a myth; he's a tradition. Our ten and twelve year old grandsons no longer go to see Santa, which is so sad. Parents don't have to promote the Santa tradition with their children, but they should never dispute it or encourage their kids to tell other kids that there is no Santa. I I I, I totally get that text. That that's an a ama- That's an awesome text. I appreciate the uh, the text line and the people weighing in here on the topic. Uh, do want to get to a, a very a serious. A topic here coming up next, because I am very inquisitive um, to hear the uh, unfortunate situation with uh, Celine Dion um, and her illness. Um, Stiff person syndrome. I am curious about what it actually is, how many people are affected, how rare it is. Dr. Andrew McKeon, neurologist at the Mayo Clinic, joins us next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show News Talk, 830-WCCO. Very sad to hear this report that came out nationally just, what, a day ago about the legendary singer Celine Dion has reportedly lost control of her mobility and amid her stiff person syndrome diagnosis. And I started thinking to myself, I'd love to have somebody on to talk about and explain exactly what the syndrome is. And joining us now. On the John Stuitts Call Bigger Hotline to talk about and to kind of explain this to us is Dr. Andrew McCune, neurologist at the Mayo Clinic, and he's joining us to talk about uh, Celine Dion's situation. First off, Doctor, thank you so much for joining us.
7: Oh, thank you very much for having me. All
2: right, so let's start. Just explain what is stiff person syndrome.
7: So, stiff person syndrome is a very rare disorder of the nervous system where there's too much excita- excitation, and this results in stiffness and spasms of muscles in various parts of the body.
3: Mm.
2: What, what are some of the initial symptoms?
7: Uh, typically, people would present with uh, spasms, cramps uh, of the low back and the, the legs, and you uh, this can be triggered by things like getting a fright or startling um, more easily um, um, or by an emotional event, um, upset and so on. And then the, the muscles tighten up, and that can result in the person falling and having injuries. And sometimes they find it hard to protect themselves and they fall and can get facial injuries.
2: How, how, um, how rare is this? Because I thought that I read somewhere that – that it, it, I thought that the numbers was at one in a, it, it impacts one in a million people.
7: Yeah, it's 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 approximately that, or maybe you know one to two per million, something along those lines. But it is very rare. Um, but it can be associated with other auto, autoimmune diseases, uh, things like type one diabetes um, and and autoimmune thyroid disease. We can sometimes see these running alongside uh, stiff person syndrome. So
2: when we look at this and we're talking to uh, Dr. Andrew McKeown, neurologist at the Mayo Clinic, about uh, what stiff person syndrome is, it's afflicting uh, Celine Dion, the legendary singer. And we're talking to him courtesy of the John Schutzer-Cole Banker Hotline. This isn't necessarily a situation where something like stiff person syndrome is hereditary or that they, it's, it's more prone to be diagnosed amongst certain populations or people as opposed to others. It's, it sounds like it's pretty much random, right?
7: Um, well it's it's uh it's it's not kind of genetic in that sort of sense of the word of like, you know, if you if you have it your your children have kind of X percent chance of getting it, but there there is some clustering with with other diseases. So if somebody, say for instance, has um, you know, type one diabetes or thyroid problems, um, you know, they they might have a little bit of an increased risk over the general population to, to get this.
2: Doctor, from what you know, is there any specific uh, treatment for uh, stiff person syndrome?
7: Yeah, there are. We can very often treat this quite successfully. Um, so we can either treat the, the problem with the chemistry in the brain um, by giving something to tone everything down, medications like Valium, which are often used People have heard of that medicine for treating anxiety. We actually use it to treat this neurological disorder. Mm. And then the other, then the other thing is, is to treat the immune system because the problem is that the problem, the cause of the disease is, is the person's own immune system reacting with their brain. And so we can give medications to block that as well. Well,
2: you know, I, I find that interesting, doctors. So I have to ask the question because I think that um, you know I fall in the category or in the camp of, of people that have always appreciated her talent. Um she's a, a legendary singer. I, is it possible that Celine Dion could ever perform again on stage because I know that in one of the articles that i that I looked at it was mentioned it was brought up that that could possibly be the hope, but they're not really sure what that would look like
7: yeah there's there's such a range of possibilities here. uh we have some people who get back to. Uh, doing all of their activities and and living a normal life, including working full time, and then there are other some other people who end up working part time, and other people who end up retiring.
2: How how um how swiftly or quickly does this impact a person neurologically? And I asked that question because uh, the Grammy uh, winning singer she stated last December that she was diagnosed with this in a very emotional Instagram video. I'm not sure if you saw that, but just within a year's time, um, you know, she had to cancel her tour. Um, I know that she's in in, in previous years done residencies in in Vegas. It it just seems like um, she's in this situation where she's, I don't want to say at the mercy of her own body, but it's really afflicting her in a bad way.
7: Yeah. So in our studies that we conducted at Mayo Clinic, we found that most of the, Problems that people develop with Stiff Person Syndrome seem to accumulate in the first two to three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but most of our patients were treated, you know, they were on medications and treatment of one type or another. So, of course, that may have influenced those outcomes as far as people not progressing beyond that. Um, but as I mentioned, you know, the kind of the level of disability that people have, you know, can be quite variable.
2: Yeah. We're talking to Dr. Andrew McCune, neurologist at the, uh, the Mayo Clinic here on the Lakeshore on News Talk, 830 WCCO. Final couple of questions for Dr. McCune. I guess somebody that's uh, afflicted with or, or battling stiff person syndrome, is this a thing where they have to do physical therapy so many days a week? Or is this something that they have to do physical therapy with every single day of their life?
7: Yeah, so it, it 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 kind of depends, but for some people who have a lot of uh, residual uh, spasticity or high high muscle tone stiffness, that kind of thing uh, in their legs, despite medications, uh, certainly a lot of stretching uh, helps those patients. Um, then there are some people who kind of develop a fear of walking um, because they've had such bad falls, mm. and they often kind of have to. Um, go through quite intensive therapy to kind of get them back on track as far as just uh, having the sort of the really the, the kind of the, the confidence to, to walk again, even though everything neurologically looks pretty well intact. Sometimes they just they can require a lot of encouragement to get back to full mobility.
2: Yeah, I guess the final question is is, because I'm very inquisitive, because we see a lot of times, with um, certain um, diseases and and things that happen um, uh, just in the world today that people that are of a certain age are maybe more prone to something versus somebody else uh, that's younger. Um, Is there a certain um, age group that's more afflicted by it? I know it's extremely rare in itself with uh, stiff person syndrome, but is there there a certain age where you you, you see people kind of falling into um, having these symptoms or or being um, um, afflicted by this?
7: Yeah, so although we see the disease uh, across the age range, we've reported patients in in childhood and um, in um, their 70s and 80s developing this disease, for the most part, this disease has its onset in the 40s or 50s. Yeah. Hey,
2: Dr. Andrew McCune, I appreciate your time this evening uh, giving uh, us some great information about what stiff person syndrome is. Uh, I'm glad that uh, you informed the listening audience here tonight.
7: Okay, well, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to uh, convey some of this information.
2: Okay, take care. Thanks so much. That's Dr. Andrew McCune, Hi. neurologist at the Mayo Clinic. Um, when we talk about doctors and we talk about hospitals and we talk about clinics, there's no better clinic, in my opinion, because I've been up there, uh, than the Mayo Clinic out there. But this is, um, this is super sad, man. Like, and what's so... So much more sad to me about the situation with Celine Dion, not just just her as a person and and having to go through this, is that she's been through stuff, man, here the last, what, four or five years. She lost her husband um, due to I think I believe it was cancer. And then right after she she lost her her uh, her husband, um, she lost her brother. And um, and now she's having to deal with this. And we know this, that a lot of times when we talk about performers, when we talk about athletes, when they are trying to overcome a tragedy, one of the things that a lot of people will lean into that they will step into is the sport that they play or the music that they perform. Right. Like that. That's their therapy. That that's their outlet. And um, I just hope she gets uh, as well as she can get. This seems like a super one in a million. The doctor said maybe potentially as much as two people in a million. Think about how rare that is, J-Lo. My goodness. That is um, that is very, very unfortunate for Celine Dion. All right, uh, 651-461-9226. Coming up next, will your Christmas gifts be getting delayed and getting delivered? I'll explain that next year on The Lake Show. That's the only downside to doing a show with um with Mister Mizzou.
8: I'm surrounded by Mazoo people. M M-I-Z. M-I-Z. mIz then Z M I Z. Didn't y'all y'all just got housed at Allen Fieldhouse, right? Man, not yeah, not housed. Not housed. They got beat. They didn't get housed.
2: I mean, that ain't new. Y'all losing to KU ain't nothing new. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, come on, stop.
8: Get out of here,
2: Tom Bob, that's, we, all, right. We, we, that's we go, all right. We go. We to We go see y'all. I don't matter when we see y'all. That's it all thats It right. don't matter.
8: Where we see. I y'all. still got Iowa State. Rock I still Chuck. got Iowa State. Whatever, man. Still got Iowa State later this season.
2: All right, if you're out there listening, and I appreciate you listening, if you are somebody that ordered something or fans of Vans or North Face or even Timberland, I, I could see. I, you seem like a Timberland guy. Look, the bottom line is there was a cyber attack. And your order is likely
8: impacted and could be delayed in terms of getting to you by Christmas. I actually did hear this story yesterday, and I'm not a Timberlands guy. I'm not. You never rock Timballs? Never. Me neither. No. Um, <laughs> the closest I got, I got, I got the, the upscale, classier version of Timberlands, Rockports. I got okay. Rockports. I've been a Rockport guy for oh, a while. I
2: don't view Rockports in the same way that I view Tim's. To me, they're just so drastically different. I, yeah, they're. they're I mean, it's. It, it, to me, they're. Yeah, they're much upscale, much more yeah, upscale. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
8: So, um, I, I am. I would be more of a Vans guy if I could wear the Vans. Okay, uh, I've never owned I, a pair of Vans in my life. I, I never had Vans. They're back in style. I,
2: yes, they're not just for skateboard people anymore.
8: No, like, like, like it used to be
2: just kind of a. A skateboarding type, you know, that was like your way of life. That was super
8: popular. No, a lot of people rocking vans now. I will say this: I used to have a pair of Nike Airwalks, which are which are similar to vans. That was Nike's skater shoe. Was Airwalks? Airwalks. Okay. Yeah, I used to rock a pair of those. I miss those so badly. I I just I wore them till I uh, wore them out, and I miss them so badly. And now they are sold over at J.C. Penney's. J.C. Penney's took over that that particular brand. And I just have not got the gumption to get a new pair. But I, I used to, man, they were like green, uh, green, beige, bluish kind of combination. I loved them, man. I love those shoes.
2: In the story, they are saying with the cyber attack, the company um, stated that detected unauthorized occurrences – on its information technology systems, uh, disrupted its business operations by encrypting some IT systems and stole data from the company. Uh, portions of the company's IT systems are operational both at its retail stores and online. However, VF Corp, which owns uh, the, the clothing brands, said that it's still experiencing certain operational disruptions, including the ability to fulfill orders. So if this you- is the danger.
8: Yeah, oh absolutely. This is it and, and and I do online shopping myself. I don't do a, a huge amount of it, mm-hmm. but I do enough where this would affect me. And this is something you always have to look out for when you do online shopping. I pay bills online, you know, it's all that stuff that it's very convenient. I I, I like doing it, but you always have to have in the back of your mind dark web dark web hackers 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 in in your mind well I
2: think that anybody that buys something online or via apps and stuff like that you have to understand that you're you're running the risk you're vulnerable like like you are yeah like it, but but to be clear now they mentioned here that even with the retail stores so it's like they're still I mean you they were Credit card numbers. They were, in, they were impacted too. Yeah, if you're going in a, well, that's why cash should never go out of style, right? Yes.
8: Like like let's, let's always best, keep some cash. The best way to to make sure that you it's not traceable, and you know, criminals are probably listening to this too. Criminals don't do this. Don't do this. Cold, <laughs> hard cash. And I mean, you got here, I don't. I I barely have hair. I okay. just haven't shaved. I I but you get go out to the a barber habit shop. of barber shaven. You go to a barbershop. shop. I don't. Oh, you do? I I I need to get something done on my head before mm-hmm. I could go back to a barber shop. But I've been thinking lately about I'd need to go back and and frequent those businesses. Well, the point I was going to bring up
2: is that is that you know I cut my own hair. I'm bald. Yes, um, same but, here. But like for my my mustache and gold tea and all that stuff, whatever. I do go to a shop. And my buddy G, he he hooks me up. George, call him G for short. And I don't, I don't pay with a card. I'm gonna pay with cash. Like how weird would it be to be? Go ahead and,
8: and paying with a card. It, I, I, there are places where, and it you just can seems, though. He does
2: take, he does take a
8: card. But but, so. but it seems it's still in this day and age, seems a little odd to go into a barbershop shop and not pay cash. It's, exactly. It, I, I wouldn't say it old I wouldn't, school. I wouldn't say I wouldn't pay with a card, but it just seems a little out of place. Yep.
2: Hey, um, real quick, I, I do want to get back because so many people weighed in on, on the uh, on the phone lines calling into the show and also on the text line about the uh, the Santa Claus and the ages and believing in the myth of Santa Claus. And I mentioned and stated that in that survey that was done, forty eight percent of children stopped believing in Santa Claus between the ages of seven to ten. But something else I wanted to say to you guys real quick. Um, I'll ask this question for you, JLo. Which, the children of which state hold the belief longer than any other state in the U.S. about Santa Claus?
8: I'm going to say, It's hmm, a good question. I'm going to say Vermont.
2: Nope, I'll give you one more crack at it. And I'll give you a hint.
8: It's a southern state. And that's the thing. I thought it would be a northern state. Yeah, I I would have too. Um, It's a southern state. Then in that case, I'll say Mississippi. Children in Texas
2: hold the belief longer than any other state uh, in the U.S. On average, stopping at 10 years and five months. Second and last question on this topic. Which children believe the soonest? Stop believing the soonest. Oh, stop believing the soonest. Yeah, yeah. Um,
8: In terms of like, they're like, oh, okay, Santa Claus ain't real. I will say, I'll say California. Nope.
2: That's a good guess, though. Second guess, and i give you the hint, it's on the West
8: Coast. Uh, then I'd have to say... Uh, I'd I'd have to say, Oregon,
2: Oregon. Yep, okay. yep. Children in Oregon stop believing the soonest. On average, a child stops believing at seven years and
8: six months. Where do they find this? Where hey, do they find this information? Come
2: on, man. There's a hey, there's, there's a stat for everything out there, man. Come on, man. Get your surveys wow. on. Get your polls on. Come on, now. You want you get this? You know how we do out here. But I thought that that was super-duper interesting. All right, coming up next, I saw this story in the Star Tribune about a radio personality by the name of Wayne Eddy, KYMN, in Northfield. Super interesting individual, super interesting personality, it sounds like. Unfortunately, has entered hospice care. And I wanted to find out and learn a little bit more about Mr. Eddie, Tim Freeland for the Northfield Historical Society. He joins us next year on The Lake Show.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.